0: This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. To look into the scriptures to see why we why we pray. I've taught on something like this before, but this is quite different. What what we must know is that um, when we all got uh, born again, we moved. God moved us. You know, God. God moved us into into a new place. You know, we're not just um, saved virtually, you know, as we're connected to this internet virtually. We're saved literally. Salvation is a very significant thing. The Christian faith is real. The salvation of Jesus Christ is tangible. We're actually moved. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. Or the son of his love. He has removed us, meaning he has some verses, he has translated us, he has taken us away from the kingdom or country or nation of darkness, and has brought us into the nation of his dear son. He moved us spirit, soul, body, entire existence from the plane of darkness into light. We were moved. These are literal things. These are these are things that are as real as, as the back of your hand in philippians 3 20 the bible talks paul writes and says for our conversation is in heaven conversation there means um it says where would you have your manner of life some version says for our citizenship is in heaven our dwelling place is in heaven for example right now blessing is in london she works in london she has the required documents to live and function and work in sorry the uk the united kingdom she lives there she does not live in nigeria that is where she lives much more than that our conversation is in heaven our conversation is in heaven a manner of life a our communion from one to another as we pray to the father our conversation is in heaven let me read from let me read a little open it properly Philippians chapter 3 um, verse 20. he says um Verse 15, he was referring to unbelievers. He said, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Verse 20 says, For verse 20 now says, But our conversation is in heaven. From whence we also look towards our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying that even when we behold the face of Jesus, we do so from an equal plane. Right, we have this image that we worship God vertically, like we oh, lift your hands towards heaven and that our prayers go up. What Paul is saying here is that our conversation, the manner of life, our existence is in heaven, and it's from that plane that we look towards Jesus. And it's in looking at him, he says, This same Jesus will take our will change our vowed bodies that it, it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the walking whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. What well, he said, even all that God will do. It would happen from the same plane. We live in heaven. We live in heaven. This is a reality. This is not a fairy tale. This is a present hour reality. I wish that as Christians we talked about these things more. Because in the kingdom of God, what you don't talk about, what you don't ponder upon often, becomes very stale. It becomes stale. It becomes ineffective. In God's word, the less you look at something, the more transparent it becomes. And the, and, and, and the more you look onto the fallen world, the more the, 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 the more you, the environment of it is strengthened. There's a song that says, Um, as I come into your holiness, I think I can't get the word right now, and I gaze into your loveliness, he says, and and all things become shadows in the light of you. He said, Things will become shadows in the light of Jesus Christ. So in God's kingdom, the less we ponder about something, the transparent and still it becomes. It becomes very still. It becomes almost non existence. Like a wisp of smoke, as though it's not there. Even if that thing stands tall in the heavens. A present day reality. A landmark of resurrection power. Written in stone. Signed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That those who believe presently reside with him. And that when we worship we, it's from heaven we look towards the face of our savior so when you got born again you were moved we were moved whether you feel it or not whether you are more aware of the fact that you're on your couch you are in south africa you are in um, you are in ikeja or i'm in george you are in london you are in hackney whatever wherever place you are if that if, if that is more real to you it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't unface and undo the truth of god's word it just means that's what you paid attention to but there are believers in time past who have walked in this reality that they are not from here, and they do not live here. Praise God. Let me open to... Although it may appear that we are here in this three dimension, but the truth is that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. In heavenly places. Heavenly places means heavenly dwellings. It's a heavenly quarter. Or in the heavenly nation, Paul did not mean his words. There are things he said that were type and shadows. There are things he said that were figurative. But these ones were apparently literal. Where he said that we are seated, we are established with God, with Jesus, in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 6. Let me read. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to 6. You must not lose sight of all these divine things. Even as we as we fellowship with God and as we seek his face for things he has to solve, like our marriages, our children, our finances, our jobs and careers. You must not look, you must not lose sight of the greater blessing, for of the greater light, of the greater truth, which 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 is, is, is scattered throughout scriptures of these wonderful things God has done. And as we ponder upon them more and more. We walk in the experience of it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Verse 1. Verse 4 says, But but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, wherewith he loved us, even when we're dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, he has made us, he has forced us, he has programmed us to sit together with him. In heavenly places, the word heavenly places is one compound word. Heavenly places. There is a place called heavenly places. It is where God lives. It is where God lives. In the book of Genesis, um, the writer was describing the creation and says how God partitioned the heavens and the earth. is ascended places, heavenly places. The Bible says that when the flood, when the flood came, the floods were so high, it was so high, it covered every mountain in the earth. The writer says, it went up to the heavens, and that's just the physical heavens. Paul writes here and says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, in heavenly places. He has raised us up together. There's a story in the Old Testament of one of the descendants of Jonathan. You know, when David became king, what happens traditionally is that the ousted king and his family are always outcasted, you know? And David now found out that there was one with descendants of Saul or, or, or Jonathan. Was a crippled man, and David now asked him to, and said, "Bring that man." I was, his grandfather or his ancestor was a great friend of mine, and I loved him very much, and said, "From now on, you eat with the king," and brought the guy and made the guy to eat with the king. So anytime they had council meetings or council meetings with the royal family, the guy was there. He lived in the palace forever. That is what God did to us. We live in the heavenly places. You live there. You are currently seated there. You are not in London. You are not in you are not in America. Do you understand? You are not in America. You are not in Germany. You are not in France. We are not in Nigeria. We are not in South Africa. We live in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. These are things we must ponder upon. Like I said earlier, before sometimes I fear so often that we are distracted with our needs. That we often forget the 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 the, the multiple beauty of salvation let me read further he says you see and when when you see and confess and declare the right of the promises of god it becomes it begins to it begins to it it, it begins to become real in our consciousness when we think of these things and confess them when, when we speak these words they become real to us. They, be, they become my experience that God has moved us. I said this as a preamble to, to talk about the, the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Because we can't explain that name if we don't know where we are and where God has placed us. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved, through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye be time past gentiles in the flesh who are called a, a, a circumcision but that which is called circumcision of the flesh be by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of Christ. Are made close to Him. We are made close to Him. Our walk with Him is not vertical. We live in the same place. We live in the same place. We live in the same place. We live there, beyond the shadows of this world. I love that song they sing in Christmas Crusades. There, there, and to synod. And there's a phrase in that song that hits me so much. He says um, it song goes like I see him moving, moving in this place. I see him moving, He's standing where you are, reaching out to you, touching everyone, removing pain. I see the Lord. Standing where you are. Ah, I see the Lord. Standing where you are. He's standing where we are. So we are brought near. We are around Him. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Now I'll go straight to why the name of Jesus is powerful. This is why we should. This is why we should. We should. We should confess these things. and remind ourselves of these things. You see, you bath daily. Even if you don't go out, you often bath daily. You must bath daily because if you don't your body will shed dead skin cells and to be dirty right but you have to bath them to keep a basic hygienic state in the same way this world is constantly filled with lies and things that contradict what god has done that's why we must confess these things as often as possible because every day the world and the devil ministers fears and unbelief to us it ministers fears and unbelief to us it's just like when plaques build in your teeth, when you don't brush your teeth often. The food sediment begins to form plaques in the teeth for a long while, until the teeth is damaged. Then it's difficult and it's painful and it's an infection. The same way in our spirit. Some of us, we often, we have totally, we, 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 we do things on our own schedule, on our own timetable. There's no consistent prayer pattern of prayer life. And so when the plaques of unbelief has, has sedimented in our hearts, in the day of battle, we want to reach out to God, it will seem tough. Have you gone through both plaques from your teeth before? Do you see the force of the jets of the jet stream, the, the water stream that the dentists use to push those plaques out? Do you see the force? You can't do it, you, you can't do it with any normal toothbrush. Because there's a build-up of, of, of dirt and sediment. Sometimes, as believers, our heart is just do with unbelief. And the fears and the information and the fallen knowledge of this world. That's why God wants us to speak about these things often as possible, to read and cleanse our spirits of unbelief, of the fallen man, of the flesh, of the quote and unquote, the truth of the flesh, that contradicts the glorious things of God's word.